just gone live. <laughs> How's it going, Tori? <laughs> I mean, fine, I guess. I don't know why my computer is not working. Well, we hear you, so that's good. Oh, well, this is my phone, so I guess I'm going to have to play on my phone. Oh, no. Make sure you're near a charging station or some such. Um, okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, episode four of Extreme Drowis, the uh, all-girl, all-draw adventure through the Underdark. When, not counting me, the DM, Travis. Um, we just uh, had a little bit of a break due to some you know, personal life stuff that I had come up, um, but we are back to our bi-weekly schedule. Uh, if you missed out earlier, uh, just before this, I rebroadcast um, episode 3.5, which up until this point had only been available for the Patreon supporters at patreon.com forward slash Travis Legg. Um, but so we just put that up now today and I'm going to br broadcast it again after we stream tonight because there were some technical issues. So I want to make sure the whole thing goes up all at once uh, so you guys can see it and not miss out on any of the interesting backstory information. We learned a lot about um, about Roja and about uh, Acroma during that little episode. So I, I don't want the audience to miss out. Um so real quick, I'm going to go ahead and have everybody introduce themselves. I'm going to go, uh, we've got a, sort of a new order of operations. If you'll notice, we have lovely new character art up on our uh, Twitch stream uh, that was done by Milena for us, who is currently, <laughs> I think, aren't you like at a con right now? <laughs> or like out of town for a con right now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. So like, yeah. So you've been you've been a busy bee. But um, so we're gonna go. We've got everything set up now to in the order of that art. So I'm gonna have everybody uh, introduce themselves and tell us who they are, what they do, and who they're playing. Also in the order of the art. So Melina, that brings you up first. Sweet. Hi everybody, my name is Milena. I am a comic book artist from Brazil, currently in Chicago. I am the colorist for the comic that just came out called Floppy Cop. Um, so make sure to get your copies of Floppy Cop. And uh, my character is Leah Hannah Yeldren, and she is a drow cleric who uh, has a bunch of spiders crawling all over her all the time because they're her best friends. So, yeah, that's not creepy. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No. <laughs> Next up, we have Rachel. Rachel, go ahead and tell us who you are, what you do, and who you're playing. Uh, hello. My name is Rachel. Uh, I am a freelance uh, game designer, game editor, writer, uh, that sort of flavor uh, out of Los Angeles. Uh, and I am playing Ralvena, the paladin of LOL, who is trying to figure out what she believes in light of everything that has been happening or not happening. Good. Yeah, that makes, makes sense. There's been a lot that has been both happening and not happening. It's been uh, Schrodinger's uh, life experience, I think. Um, right, it's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next up, uh, Roz, tell us who you are, what you do, and who you're playing, please. My name's Roz. I'm in the Air Force. I'm playing a, a Roja the Destroyer. She's a half drow ranger. And her focus is I think she's trying to uh, guide everybody, keep them safe, slap the trouble out of some people's hands. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, and, and now that I see the character art, she's also like kind of towers over most of the rest of the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's pretty tall. <laughs> not, a, not a small girl. All right. Uh, Life goals. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Sarah, go ahead and tell us who you are, what you do, and who you're playing, please. I'm Sarah Schoenberger. I'm a horror author. Um, all my stuff's on Amazon. You should go buy it. But um, I'm playing Zilnis. I am a warlock who is interested in the cryptozoological type of creatures, um, but not above killing them if they piss me off. It's a good policy to have, particularly in the Underdark where everything is going to try to kill you and piss you off. <laughs> and lastly, that brings us to Tori. Tori, tell us who you are, what you do, and who you are playing, please. Yeah, hi, I'm Tori. I am an actor in Chicago, Illinois. I also do some costume design uh, and modeling. And my character is a chroma, and I sadly don't remember much of the last journey. It's been such a long time, and I've been traveling every weekend. But I, I do know my character. <laughs> um, yeah, she's a fiery uh, artist semi like myself that likes to annoy people and is trying to figure out more about <laughs> the past well and so, yeah. and to that end when last we met um you all had just sort of uh finished cleaning up the acid cobalt uh enclave that had been terrorizing the the uh duragar or muck dwarf uh village of uh Kringarn. And you had made off with a little bit, maybe more than your fair share of treasure, uh, as you were able to stash some things for uh, uh, to, to take with you. Uh, you had made the acquaintance of a young flump by the name of Gamma. And, Gamma! Uh, he thinks you guys are pretty okay. Uh, he likes you a lot. Uh, you're pretty fun. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're kind of mean. But uh, that's okay. It's it's just kind of how she is. It's it's fine. And uh, <laughs> as you were traveling, you happened upon a wounded stone giant, and uh, the, you were able to help the stone giant out. And in return, he took those of you who were not fully of drow blood uh, to his great library, where you could get some information about, hopefully, some leads about what might have happened uh, to Lolth, why these demons were attacking. And uh, Roja and Akroma were able to get not only some of that information, but a little bit about their personal lives. Uh, a little bit of backstory there. So uh, once again, I would encourage people to uh, stick around after we get done with the stream, because I will reshow that episode and get some of the juicy bits that I'm sure will come out slowly with the rest of the group. Um, and you had you were able to rest while you were there at the Giants Library, and they started escorting you back to meet up with your uh, travel companions. So we're going to go ahead and focus on uh, Liahana, Rowena, and Zilmus as you travel through the Underdark, through the area of Armaicus, sort of heading through these various... Um, fungal-filled hallways and passageways. You have a map that was drawn for you by the Duragar. Am I remembering that correctly? 
Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And so, um, who's going to be the one in charge of navigating with this map, or are you going to work together in this process? Don't go map finding behind him. Um, I don't have any mapping skills. <laughs> I don't think I do either. Survival or nature would be what we're looking for, most importantly. Oh, yeah, I'm at a negative one and a zero, so someone else has the map. Right. Um, I have plus two survival and plus one nature. I have plus three survival plus minus one nature, so. Why don't we go ahead and have, uh, we'll have Liahana aid a roll for Zilmus then, just to make sure you guys don't get lost. Okay. Um, so Zilmus, go ahead and, and make that roll at advantage, if you don't mind. For survival? Yes. 22. Excellent. You're able to follow the map very well, and it seems to be fairly accurate. These Duragar, um, the there's a lot of areas that are noted on the map that are maybe less important to you, uh, such as, you know, little mining uh, areas, areas where ore has been discovered. I mean, if you want to explore any of that, you're more than welcome to, but it certainly is not um, going to get you where you're going any faster. Uh, but having said that, though, the map is relatively accurate. They seem to be on top of uh, matching with the updates as the Underdark shifts and undulates and changes. Um, the entire area that you're moving through is... Uh, suffused with the phaserus, so you it is considered to be low light. You guys are able to see just fine without any any additional help. Um, so, what are you guys traveling at a normal pace, a fast pace, or a slow pace? I would say normal. Uh, a normal pace, I think. Right? Are we in a rush? We're not in a rush. We've got to meet them part way. So. Right, they're gonna have to catch up. So you probably don't want to. I tell it too fast. Okay. All right, cool. Um, well, in that event, then why don't you go ahead for me, Rachel? Uh, let's go ahead and have you give me just a random D20 check, if you don't mind. Random D20? Ten. Excellent. As you continue on, um, the first day of travel is basically uneventful uh, between the map your uh, the pace that you're moving at and your ability to uh i guess just sort of you know pay attention and, and notice forthcoming dangers you don't run into any real difficulties in that first day um do you intend to Try to continue marching through your through the night, or are you going to try to take just a standard sort of resting opportunity? Uh, I don't think we're super pressed for time, are we? No, there's no there. The time is not so much the issue as just uh, setting up camp and what what your plan would be for something along those lines. Yeah, I don't see any reason to force march ourselves. As long as nobody has any objection, then you guys go ahead and look for a place to camp. Let's uh, let's do another roll, and since uh, Zelmus is the one who's running the map, 
Uh, let's go ahead and have uh, Liahana make that survival check with advantage, please. I got 14. Okay. So as you're uh, looking around, you find there's two options for camping. Uh, you can either dig out. There's an area where the mushrooms are particularly soft and you, you're fairly certain you can dig out like a probably 10 to 15 foot deep little alcove and just sort of snuggle up in there and to camp for the night. Or you can press ahead about another hour to one of these uh, ore veins that's marked on the map. Um, what do you guys think we should do? Should we uh, just chill here? I don't know how long is it going to take you to dig the alcove. It's going to take an hour and may as well not work. That's a good point. Um, you're figuring it'd probably take you about 15 minutes to to dig the chunks out. The um, the mushrooms are pretty loose and pretty easy to move. It's moist, so it's going to be a little gross to sleep in. Uh, whereas you're fairly certain that if there's a, a vein of ore, there's going to be at least dry floors there. All right, let's just keep going then. Yeah, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's not sleep in the muddy, gross earth. Like, I know I'm a cleric and I have to like not be into earthly possessions and comfort and stuff. But comfort is nice. Well, I mean, you're a cleric and of love and she doesn't mind earthly possessions so much. She's not nearly as cool. uh, uh, as in favor of like self denial as, say, like a Catholic priest would be. <laughs> you know, she's yeah. yeah Sounds like just my speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, continue on. Uh, why don't each of you go ahead and make a Constitution saving throw for me as you're walking for that last hour, just to see if if you get tired out. Uh, nine. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Seven. Okay. Uh, those of you who got a ten or less can go ahead and mark down one level of exhaustion um, as you're getting pretty Could tired, do that. getting to that last, uh, getting to that through that last hour. Yeah, I don't know where that is on the character sheet. Um, so when you go up by your hit points, mm-hmm. there's also conditions listed there. Oh, yeah, you just click on it, and then you can see it. Oh, okay, cool. Exhaustion. You find it, Sarah? Yes. Yeah, and then you got, like, a little icon of, like, it looks like someone, like, on their hands <laughs> and knees because they're so tired. Yeah, okay. I like Yeah, so when you go up on your sheet... I don't need it, so... Oh, yeah, you don't have exhaustion, but uh, for future reference, it's in your hit points. There should be a condition modif- Like when you go to uh, manage hit oh, points. Oh, you have to open your hit yeah, points. Yeah, you have to manage hit points. Sorry. Okay. Um, so cool. you guys do get uh, to the camp. By the time you get there, um, Liahana and Rowena are pretty tired. Um, Zilmus doesn't seem to be, uh, but, you know, uh, she's not walking in plate mail. <laughs> you know, or, or heavy chain or whatever it is that uh, Rowena's wearing. Um so you guys are able to set up camp. Do you each have like a bedroll and whatnot in your in your uh, traveler's packs of some kind, I assume? Or tents Yeah, or I think I just got a generic adventurer's kit. 
Yeah, those should generally will have like a bedroll, so you can uh, you can lay that out pretty well. The vein that the map describes is a corridor that's probably about sixty feet in, and then it just ends in another like little rocky outcropping where they hadn't gotten any more mining done. Mm -hmm. And it's only about ten feet wide. So uh, if two of you engage in your meditation at a time. Um, and then one of you watches, you should have enough room to be comfortable. Okay. Can I cast, um, detect evil and good? You absolutely can. Cool. So I roll a d20, right? Um, you know what? I don't know if you need to. Let me check that spell out real fast. I think you just automatically know if there are any uh, fey fiends or undead within a range. Yeah. I don't know that there's a check you have to make for it, but I'm double checking just to be on the safe side. Because when you don't know, look it up. Uh, yeah, so you automatically know if there's an aberration celestial elemental fey fiend or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. Um, and it penetrates most barriers, but is blocked by a foot of stone, an inch of common metal, or a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. So, uh, this hallway that you're sleeping in and your immediate surroundings do not uh, set that off. Now, if you'd like, you can maintain concentration on that for the first 10 minutes that you're there and just wait and see, or you can uh, also try to look around the immediate area like by the mouth of the of the entrance, just to be safe, if you'd like. Yeah, like to look in the entrance and stuff. All right, so yeah, you go out and sort of walk the hall uh, either way. Um, as you're walking, I guess, how far from that door are you going to go each direction with that sense active? Mm, how about, like, what if I go just about 10 feet in each direction? Okay. So then we get, like, 30 feet radius. Yeah, so you just know for sure that, you, that you, your immediate area is clean. Yeah, you you walk that yeah. region, and it's it's fine. You're good. You're nothing to worry about. You figure if you go back far enough in that crevice, nothing's going to bother you. Cool. All right. Um, so I would assume... Since Zilmus is the one that does not have exhaustion, you guys are going to put her on the first watch? Yes. I'll do that. All right. Cool. Um, Zilmus, go ahead and roll a d20 for me, please. 11. Excellent. And then if you don't mind, give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, you certainly don't notice anything at all out of the ordinary during your watch. Sounds right. Um, Rowena, as you enter your trance for your rest, um, everything, the world sort of fades away and you sort of, um, the scent and the, the wetness of the fungal material all around you just fades to the background of your senses and you nestle in 
to a nice peaceful oblivion of the drow elven trance. And it's a good rest, and it feels comforting. Liana, your experience yep. is a little different. Oh no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> At first, you start to um, enter into that trance, and you feel the, the sense of peace that you're used to. Um, but just as you're feel like you're letting go of that last bit of self and that last bit of awareness, um, you're hit with a smell and it's, it's, it's very foreign to you. Uh, it's almost like, almost like a campfire, but not quite it's like uh like a like a campfire had been burned in the area maybe a day ago okay um there's a crispness to the air that you've never quite felt and as your senses begin to return you see yourself standing in an open clearing and around you, you see strange growths coming out of the ground that look almost like Zerkwood, but rather than having like a fungal top to them, they've got leaves and branches. And above and beyond that, instead of the rocky ceiling of the Underdark that you've seen your entire life, mm. you see little pinpricks, little holes of light. And then you see a large, almost painful to look at, sphere in the sky, glowing with this bright bluish-white light. And at first, the light, like as you look in that direction, the light almost burns your eyes. Like if you've looked at a candle, you know, in the darkness real quickly, or, you know, you look at a bright light source from a dark room, you get sort of that burn in your vision for a moment. Mm -hmm. But as that fades, you see almost a beam of light coming down from the sphere. And this beam, you follow it down with your eyes, and it lands in the clearing, probably about a hundred feet ahead of you. And where it lands, you see a, a, a drow woman in the nude with a pair of daggers. And she's doing an intricate dance. And at first, she doesn't seem to notice you, but after a few seconds, she looks and locks eyes with you and continues her dance. What would you like to do? Uh, first of all, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I reach out 
and I I call out to her. Okay, so I reach out with my hand and I call out questioningly, I guess. Okay, what are you gonna say? I'm gonna say, who are you? You are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. She chuckles and continues her dance. I would like you to make a religion check with disadvantage, please. Okay. So I got seven. Yeah, you're, you have no idea who this woman is. It's clearly not Lolf. Um, she's, she has a beauty and a freedom in her movement that, uh, speaks to you in a way you've, you've never felt before. Um, it's like the presence that you have felt when in worship of Lolf, but without the attending air of cruelty. You know, whenever you're in your deepest devotions to Loth, there's always that pressure and that presence of just her malice. It's one of her defining mm -hmm. features. And you feel that sort of divine strength without the malice. And she starts to dance a little closer to you. And as she does, you start to hear the faintest tinkling music. And she breaks eye contact with you for the first time and looks up at the moon. And you wake up out of your trance. And I am crying, obviously. Okay. Um, Zilmas, you're writing notes and trying to write down everything that you remember about uh, the, the demon lords. Mm -hmm. So you're not really paying attention to what's happening. Uh, when uh, Liahana wakes up. Um, Rowena, when you wake, you I, I would assume, given the space, you guys are probably meditating, sitting down, facing one another. Um, uh, sure. That, that puts each of your backs to a wall. It's probably the most secure way to sit. Um, mm -hmm. So as you open your eyes, you can see uh, Liahana across from you crying. Now, are you like a couple of tears like single lonely tear down your cheek or are you like openly weeping? Yeah. No, he's single lonely tear. Okay. Uh, I quickly wipe it away when I see that she's looking at me. Okay. Uh, I, I will allow you your dignity and pretend that I don't see. Right on. Right on. For the next four hours, uh, you two can engage in light activity, conversation, things like that. You just can't like get up and move around and then you will benefit from a long rest. Um, who is going to uh, take the next watch? Uh, I probably, I can. I think I can, right? Yeah, you, you, you can. Okay. You're still technically under your, um, under exhaustion until you complete the long rest. Mm -hmm. um, so until the eight hours is up, but you're good enough like you can't really trance any longer. You won't get any extra benefit from it. So, um, okay. all right. So you're gonna go ahead and take the watch. Uh, or I assume you're gonna trance out at that point, then Zomas. Yeah. All right. 
Um, and uh, Liana, what are you gonna do while she's doing her watch? I think I'm going to. I don't know. Do I have like a book that I can look up what I saw, or? Uh, you probably have some like sort a, of... a prayer book of some sort with you. Um, Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you make a another religion check. This one is going to be at disadvantage because you are um, exhausted. Okay. So I got a five. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you find nothing that remotely... Uh, How is that excellent? <laughs> it's good for me. Because uh, like, <laughs> it, it drags out the mystery. Um, so yeah, I am so, so confused. <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing in your prayer book that um, indicates anything about this, uh, about draw women dancing naked under moonlight. Um, Zomas, as you uh, sit and fade, uh, into your trance, you again also undergo the uh, complete oblivion that, that drow generally experience in their trance state. It's comforting, uh, empty, just a nice rest. Um, Liana, well, no, uh, Rowena, since you're doing the watch, why don't you go ahead and roll a d20 for me, please? Okay. Oh, that's a six. Excellent. And then go ahead and make a perception check for me with disadvantage because you're exhausted. Okay. Uh, nine. All right. Um, through most of your watch, you don't notice anything amiss. Near the very end of your watch, um, probably mere minutes before um, Zelmas is going to come out of her trance. You're feeling pretty rested and you may remove the exhaustion from your uh, sheet. You, you may do so as well, Liana. Cool. But the whole cavern starts to shake a little bit. Some dirt sort of falls from the ceiling onto your heads. Um, and the shaking is gentle and rhythmic. Like if something is walking above us. Yes. Should I do a perception check? You're welcome to if you'd like, yeah. Can I try as well? Uh, you may. <clears throat> What'd you get? I got an 11. 11? Okay. Mm hmm. And Ditto. Right. Uh, so, as you're both listening, at first it sounds like it might be coming from above you, but then it uh, becomes clear to you that it's actually coming from uh, south of your, of your current location in the tunnels. Uh, so, from the direction you came from. Um, and it's now rattling a little bit more of the walls. So, you think it's probably on the same level that you guys are on. It's going to be another giant. It very well could be. Yeah, I, I will. I will say that out loud yeah. to the other characters. 
do they do we think they'll all be friendly? I mean what were the chances of that? Well, do we want to stay to find out what it is? That's what I'm saying. Do do you guys want to bail <laughs> or do you want to, I don't know, run towards it or we could just hold fast and see what happens? Is there anywhere around here but with like, I mean, you are kind what? of hidden right now. Okay. She was asking if there's anywhere you could hide. Um, I think we should just fold and like, I will prepare my, my crossbow and just in case. I guess. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. Okay. So you guys ready your weapons as the footsteps continue. And soon you start to hear um, voices, I would assume speaking in either common or undercommon, as uh, you hear uh, Roja and Akroma talking back and forth, echoing in the tunnel, along with the... Uh, the sound of the giant footsteps. Oh, awesome. That worked out well. Should we jump out and scare the shit out of them? <laughs> yes, yes, about yes, two. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you, we heard you guys. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we were listening the whole time. Sneak <laughs> up on a ranger. <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, walk up the giant uh, that went with you. There's another one of the um, dream walkers, and he uh, escorts you over to this crevice, and he says, I believe you will find your friends inside. Thank you for the passage. Thank you again for healing our brother and for giving me some time to spend with this little fella. And he scratches Gamma under the chin. Yeah, I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, so he said it there in the cavern. Yeah, he points at the cra- at the at the little crack in the wall that that they have sort of slumped down. So uh, we're gonna shout, "Hey!" <laughs> we we mean the fire one. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm about to burn the, in this cavern if you guys don't jump out. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll pop out. <laughs> Come on, guys. We have popped out. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the giant, oh my gosh, you scared us. The giant turns and, and starts walking the other direction without another word. Uh, for some it's reason. see you missed. again. Yeah, we missed you for some reason. We have a present for Zilmus. You have a present for me? Yes. Here is the thing from the library. You will love it. I don't know what it is. What did we get her again? <laughs> it's the most interesting piece of information for Drow. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you, and so, she pulls out from her bag this stone that looks about probably about a meter long and about a foot around. Um, just sort of jagged crystal stone and hands it to you. Wait, the stone speaker crystal we're giving her? Yeah, it's... it's. I thought that was mine. 
they're, they're no. all, they're, <laughs> all of them are made of crystal. It's a similar stone to yours. Oh, so we have two. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I can't give up my treasure. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Um, you can make an arcana check real quick if uh, Roja doesn't explain it to you. Roja, I, I didn't ask what it was. He just gave it to me. Or we don't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't find out about that one. We just asked for the most interesting piece of information and then we left. Right. We well, were pretty blown away by the stuff we learned already. I wasn't about to dig in any more crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember drinking a lot of wine and then talking a lot. Of yeah, all, that of, happened. all of those things did occur. Uh, the crystal that uh, she hands you is a stone speaker crystal. Uh, they're generally used by stone giants to store uh, memories and information or to communicate memories and information. Um, you can use it. You just need to attune to it. Yeah. Now you would need to take a, a short rest and spend an hour in order to do so. Um, so do you guys want to get on the road now or do you want to wait that extra hour so that she can get this thing attuned? Well, is there a plan yet? We just kind of ran up on you guys. Yeah, it should be in D&D Beyond if you look in equipment. Stone speaker? Yep, stone speaker crystal. Oh, it's all one word. Yeah. Uh, Gamma says, I thought plan was we were going to go look for the other drop. Well, uh, we, we can wait an hour and and talk about what we've been through. And then... Uh, yeah, yeah, we should talk mm -hmm. about some yeah. of these words. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit the road for the drow. Good observation, Gamma. Oh, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty smart for being a flump, you know. You're my favorite that's the sweetest thing that anybody's ever said to me. Aww. He's so cute. He uh, floats down into the hallway and goes back by where you guys were camping. So what did you learn? Um, We learned a lot just about kind of our past and stuff. I don't know if you guys watched, but uh, <laughs> um, I have in my notes things that I can hardly read. So I'm hoping that we can maybe get a quick recap. It says Viseron, I think. <laughs> and then some minor hills. <laughs> Funny now that... <laughs> Like I wrote literally some minor hills, but I think there was a lot of wine. What'd you say? There was a lot of wine. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't hardly remember what we were saying, what we talked about. But I do know it was deep and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> At all. Typical acroma. Yeah, I was definitely like, oh snap. <laughs> Get real really. <laughs> <laughs> Roha, what do you remember? I remember that the demon uprising was a lot closer than I had anticipated and learned about the jerkwad that took out my parents. Was that Viseron too? No, it was a different one. Is Okay. Mine was like I a learned... short, chunky demon guy. Okay, I don't, yeah, I don't remember that at all. Um, 
But I do remember I thought we're supposed to go to these hills because I thought that my dragon father has answers for us. Oh, yes. You're we should probably talk to that dragon. I remember that. Your father's a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> So we learn things. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Um, surprise. <laughs> but Chroma has a dragon daddy? Whoa. Watch your tongue. <laughs> and uh, Roha, the demon's name that you were thinking of is uh, Malak. Malak. I remember that. I remember that now. <laughs> you love him. He's not nice. <laughs> Um, Roja, why don't you go ahead and roll a 20-sided die for me real quick? Okay. 17. Excellent. Um, and then, why don't, uh, let's see, Chroma, you go ahead and roll a 20-sided die for me real quick, if you don't mind. 17. Excellent. So as uh, you guys are sitting in, in there talking, um, let's get perception checks from everyone. Let's make those all at disadvantage except for Roja because you've got favorite train in the underdark. Uh, I got a 12. Six. Six. I got another nine. I got a 12, but I also rolled a 20. Thanks for a disadvantage, Travis. You're welcome. Oh no, that's the worst. And uh, what did uh, Roja get? Uh, 16, I forgot to add. Oh, right on. Okay. Yep. Um, so you hear something like a split second before um, Rowena and uh, Zonas hear it. Uh, sounds like a little bit of growling and sort of like the scratching of canine-ish type feet on the ground. Um, sounds like it's still pretty far away. Do you guys have a roommate? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Were you in there with something? Not that... Not when I got here, <laughs> no. <laughs> ah. I'm pretty sure there's something in there. Can I track it since uh, Akroma and I have been traveling for more than an hour? Does that count? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then I can tell the... Sorry, I'm opening all these windows. Okay, number, size, and how long ago they passed through the area. Okay, um, they, you go out to the mouth and you, you listen and look around. They don't appear to have passed through the area. They appear to be coming from the north, so from the direction that you guys were going toward. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell there are a little under a dozen of them, probably about 10. And you can tell that they're all uh, relatively, they're small sized creatures. So they're about the size of like 
a dwarf, uh, well, a little bit smaller than a dwarf. Okay. So I share that with the class. Did you say 10 or 12? Yes, less than a dozen, but not by much. Mm. Are we all ready to do, are we all ready to rumble, guys? <laughs> well, we don't know what they want yet. They could just be, you know. Pesty. Typical Akroma wants to set everything on fire. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking. If, if you, guys would like, you can try to uh, hide down down that crevice that you're in and just see if they'll pass by. The downside Let's of that, do that is that that will tactically that'll leave you guys stuck in a in hallway. A hole. <laughs> but well, if it bottlenecks them, then we can okay. take them as they come in. Is it a wide opening it's or 10, narrow? It's only ten feet wide, so uh, you'd be basically. Uh, Knocking them down to two by two coming in. We can make that. That's, one. That's better than being surrounded. Yeah. Right. Uh, who's got the lowest stealth modifier in the group? Uh, I have a two. Uh, I have a two. I have a plus one. I have a plus two. I have a plus two. Um, all right. So, so <laughs> the lowest one is the plus one, but. Does your armor give you disadvantage, uh, Rowena? What is it? Your armor. Uh, my armor? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. What kind of armor are you wearing? Uh, chainmail. It's heavy armor. Yeah, that gives you disadvantage on stealth checks. So te okay. technically you'll have the lowest because you guys are working as a team. Um, I'll let you make the check without disadvantage. Uh, so basically, you're all aiding each other in hiding. Um, okay. And I'll let you go ahead and make the stealth check for the group. Uh, no pressure. Okay, so to clarify, disadvantage or no? Uh, no disadvantage, but you don't get advantage. Which okay. Man, they should note somewhere on the description that... Okay. Oh, it doesn't, uh, doesn't say anywhere in your armor that it, that it causes that? No. Yeah, they should know that. Yeah, because chainmail's, you know, <clears throat> when you move, it's like shing, 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 that kind of thing. Yes. Um, um, 16. Excellent. So you guys all sort of drop back into the shadows. You go back far enough that um, you can still see out with your dark vision, but you're fairly certain that most things can't see in. Um, as Drow, you've got more distance than just about anything else in the underdark in your dark vision. And you see, after a few minutes, about 10 of these, like, demonic-looking dogs. They've got, like, red flesh that looks like it's been torn and scraped, and they're growling, and they're, they've got, you know, foam, like, bloody foam running out of their mouths, and they're uh, sniffing around and, and just kind of walking through the hallway. <clears throat> but they pass oh, as long cool. as you don't uh, as long as you don't interfere with them. They don't seem to have noticed you. Be very, very quiet. 
<laughs> That's coming from where we're going, and we should be headed away from where we know the demons were, being where we came from, right? I just got really confused. What now? Yeah. yeah. What? I was processing while I was talking. So, like, we <laughs> left where there was the big giant demon uprising, and if I see those, well, actually, can I roll to see if I recognize those things? Sure, you can roll Arcana or uh, uh, Survival, I guess. Um, okay, Survival. <laughs> 14. Right. Yeah, you've never seen them before, so you're probably taking some... Uh, well, you're attuning, so I guess you had to decide if you want to put that on hold or take some notes. Keep attuning. All right, so you're you're staying focused. You um, show a great deal of will, even though you noticed out of the corner of your eye you didn't know what those things were. Um, but you stay focused on your on your crystal. Um, with a fourteen, you know that they're what's called dretches, and dretches are a low cast of demons. Um, they're basically. They're not quite the lowest rung on the demonic ladder, but they're pretty close to it. A lot of times, uh, drow wizards will summon them to use them as, like, guard dogs. Oh, okay. So, question. I think the question you were asking was, which, out of what direction did they come from? Where we want to go or where we were coming from? Yeah, they're coming from where we want to go, so that makes me suspicious because we're leaving the area where we knew there were massive amounts of demons and now we're walking away and we have demons coming at us but even level remember though you got teleported like across the underdark that's true okay yeah so you're not so like where you're coming from is not in the same direction as menzo brands you're technically right. going okay. toward menzo brands and sort of i mean you're you're way away from it but you're going in the general direction of menzo brands okay oh. Also, my, just my, so that I'm clear in communicating this too, dretches that are summoned by drow are bound by those drow and are usually like leashed and like these are these are clearly not in the service of a drow. Gotcha. Okay, that was my next question. Yeah. Okay, so Well, they passed us, right? Yeah. How about we take this time to tell them all the details of the things and what we knew about the connection to the demon uprising while we're waiting for them to get further away before we leave? Sure. I mean, yeah. what details do you want them to know? What, uh, how the connection was, um, like basically the part in the information that had to do with why everybody came out to play. Right. So there was a... a a drow mage. Um, <clears throat> let me see here. Just a moment. Was that Vizeron? Yes, Vizeron. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, that, that's who I was trying to remember. I'm like, I have Vizeron in my notes. Crafty, charismatic, and dangerous. Right. And you guys had spoken to the, the spirit of a, of a dead tiefling who had been in his service. And, yes. And she yeah. suspected that he had summoned these demon lords somehow into Menzo Baranzin. Right. And then didn't he, she told us that we have to go find my dad, right? 
Yeah, she said that um, to create, because one of the other projects that he had been working on was he was trying to communicate with a extra dimensional being known as the Elder Elemental Eye. And he had to create weapons that were keys that would open the uh, open these elemental nodes. And he got your father's uh, assistance in creating the, the fire dagger that would open the uh, elemental mode of fire. And what did that do again? Well, it was supposed to bring the... Uh, it was ultimately supposed to bring the Elder Elemental Eye to um, Faroon, but it failed, which may be why he summoned the Demon Lords. Okay, so we tell everybody that. <laughs> So why didn't Lolf show up? That's a great question. I don't remember why, what, but I do remember talking about it, but I don't remember why. Um, make a history check with advantage. Both of us? Akroma and Roha. Yeah, okay. I got a 17. Five. <laughs> Roha doesn't remember. She was busy being upset about her stuff and missed some details. So upset. Um, Akroma, you you remember that she didn't know specifically that information, but her assumption was that, like, this dude was outcast from Drow society. He had at one point, um, in fact, why doesn't everybody make a history check real fast? Eleven. 11. 10. Okay. 12. Beautiful. Oh, and it would be a uh, disadvantage for, um, uh, for... Disadvantage for home? For, no, for Roja. Oh, okay. Uh. Oh, am I supposed yeah, to make a... We got a one. Yeah. <laughs> Roja is really upset. Roja cannot remember a thing. Well, Roja just wouldn't know this because she's not from Menzo Baranzin. Uh, oh, that too. Uh, you probably would have disadvantage on this particular bit as well, uh, Akroma. Okay, sorry, I didn't roll yet. I got a 10. Okay. Um, even, Akroma, you've even heard the name now that you've said it and you're thinking about it. Uh, this guy was a few years ago, like... 15 years ago was uh, basically the the head wizard of Menzo Branson. Um, the way the drow look at arcane magic is that, is that it's kind of like a peasant's art. So they only they, they let the men do it. That's man's work. It's beneath most drow. Um, but they have like a, a wizard's tower and they have like their head wizard um, who's sort of the, the master of the arcane arts of the city and Viserin had held that position and was very publicly um, run out of it for supposedly heresy against Lolf and he was never captured he escaped um, so the person that you spoke with Akroma as well as now that you guys are thinking about this information, it stands to reason that he probably has a personal vendetta against Lolf. 
and probably against the drow of Menzo Branson. Mm. So that may be why he didn't summon her. Gotcha. But even if she hadn't been summoned, uh, could she still have just shown up? Um, make a religion or arcana check. Okay. Seventeen. For a demon lord to personally show up would have required massive amounts of sacrifices. Okay. Um, having said that, though, there are a number of lesser demons that she probably could have sent. Particularly with all the prayer going on, all the people dying and begging for her help while she was while they were dying um, could have been yeah. enough sacrifices for her to crack open a gate and at least send some help through. Uh, I feel a little bit better, but not much. <laughs> so, Travis, one more time, Viseron is seeking what? Uh, you're not sure. Uh, seems, <laughs> seems like the destruction or control over most of the world. Like his first failed plan was to bring about this elemental apocalypse, and that was foiled. Um, and so now he's brought about this demonic apocalypse. Uh, he seems to really have a mad on against the universe for some reason. So, telling the people that, do they think we should seek out the Dragon Daddy and try to deal with? The fallout of what happened, or we we could just go to the nearest drow settlement. I'm in favor of immediately dealing with the fallout of what has happened. Okay, that was a cleric feeling. With all the information. Uh, I mean, in truth, I think we should go find Dragon Daddy because I think is our best chance. Mm-hmm. To, to fight Viseron uh, later on, we're not ready for that yet. And like, I don't know. Like, clearly the draw are not what is important right now. Like, I'm sorry, uh, Rovena, but I don't know. Like, if Loth cares, she would have sent something to help us when Menzo Barazin was like falling apart when my mentor was split and splattered and I just, I don't, I think we should go find a Chroma's dragon daddy. And I, I love think, that we're seeing dragon daddy over and over again. Uh, I don't think that uh, we know enough about Loth or her motivations yet to understand why she chose to do what she did, but I do She's agree. evil. No <laughs> way. Uh, but I don't want to be evil. I also agree that talking to the uh, Dragon Father uh, is probably <laughs> our best way to find more information and to prepare. And I mean, you have a father you can be proud of. Not many of us can say that. Oh, hmm. uh, yeah. Proud of him. 
<laughs> I mean, most of us just have men as fathers. You have a dragon father. That's cool. <laughs> My dad was cool, and then he died. Well, well, that's very stoic for you to say it like that. <laughs> I'm all down to seeking out uh, the scaly ass bastard, but I just hope you guys aren't expecting him to be a very kind and friendly person. Because no. I don't. I'm, I'm, because I'm the sure apple I'm... doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that a cluster of uh, drow women can deal with a mean person. Uh, it's a, a dragon. dragon. <laughs> yeah, the cryptozoologist who probably wants to meet a dragon. <laughs> I'm, but I'm she's focusing. I'm not We're waiting until she wakes up, and then we get to tell her. Yeah, we'll I, just be like, "Surprise! We're gonna go find the dragon, Daddy." <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Okay. I'm going down to go seek him out, but uh, yeah, I've been I've been looking for him for a while, so I I would I would like to find find him. At this point, um, you complete your attunement. Woot! Uh, as soon as you do, uh, you all see the crystal change a little bit. Um, it becomes white, and a crack forms in it that looks like a crescent moon. And when Is that, it I'm sorry? supposed to do that? <laughs> I, I'll just say that out loud. Is it supposed to do that? Your, Let's see what else it does. Your mind is immediately filled with information about the goddess Eliestri. And Eliestri is hidden from most drow. Did you spell that? Yeah, it's E L I or E I L I S T R. A E E. She's hidden from most drow. She was one of Loth's generals in the war against Corallon. She uh, created and perfected a, a fighting style known as sword dancing, which is actually even now practiced by surface elves. Um, she is the goddess of moonlight. The goddess of, let's see, freedom and the goddess of song. Hmm. So have I like essentially converted? Uh, not necessarily converted, but you have all the, the training that a priestess of Eliestri would um, in terms of knowledge. So uh, you find out that the reason that she's hidden from... Um, from the Drow Scrolls is that shortly after the betrayal of Coraline, uh, she tried to win over another one of the Drow Pantheon that loved her. And lo a male god by the name of um Two seconds and looking it up. 
Uh, yes. Sell the term. Spell that for me. S-E-L-V-E-T-A-R-M. Uh, Selvatarm and Eliestri loved each other. And Lolth recognized this and saw Eliestri as a threat. So she convinced um, Selvatarm to commit a brutal murder against an innocent being, making him think that it would impress Eliestri when in fact it disgusted her. So the other thing that's not even recorded in Drow Scrolls that is locked in this crystal is that after that betrayal, Eliestri went to Corallon and begged his forgiveness on behalf of the Drow. And Corallon, who's the the god of the elves, the creator of the elves, uh, said that he could not grant the race forgiveness as a whole because they still serve the Dark Queen, but any who wanted to come by her faith might have a path back into um, Arborea, which is the mystical high realm that the elves originated from. Okay. Now, are you going to share all that information out loud with everybody, or are you just going to know it? I think I'm just going to know it. I don't know why. I don't know anything that would tell me that I need to tell him that. Well, can we ask you what happened? I want to know what happened. Why did it crack and your eyes went black? It cracked. It like told me a bunch of stuff about this god. What kind of god? Um, I will share. Up to that, that she's the goddess of moonlight and freedom and song. Okay, just that she was in a secret elven. So you're just telling them that she was a secret god, <clears throat> kept away from everyone. Right. And that she betrayed Lolf. Sure. Anything else that you're going to tell them? No. All right, that's all she tells you. Oh, well, fuck her. when i spoke to my stone crystal is that when the tiefling came out yes okay i'm I'm gonna wow my crystal is a lot more talkative (laughs) mine didn't come with the tiefling (laughs) (laughs) so that's true so given all of that, what would you all like to do? Uh, well, do we know where to go find the dragon? Some minor Wait, <laughs> You said there was a drow settlement near us? Yes. Well, what is the name of the settlement? The drow settlement that's near you is written down on this piece of paper. Hold on. So it occurs to me that it might, as much as we seem to agree that we want to go talk to the dragon, 
uh, it seems like that it would be a good idea to swing by the settlement, at least at first, uh, to find out how they're doing uh, if they were hit by this. Tell them what happened in Menzo Baranzen and maybe suit up for the journey. And I have a feeling that somehow the settlement is related to my vision I had while I was meditating, which could also be related to the symbol in the crystal. That your vision. Did you say that oh, out loud or are you thinking that? I'm saying this out loud. Oh yeah, what was And now I'm like what? What was your vision? Oh, I had when I was trying to meditate and I was in a trance, I had this vision about this beautiful draw and she was covered on the silver light coming from a blue white orb that was up where the cave top usually is and I've never seen anything like that and there was these little lights like pinholes in the ceiling and she was dancing and she smiled at me and then she disappeared I I, I don't know what happened is it almost but, like the person from your crystal right that's what I was just going to say is what would that even tip me off? Yeah, that sounds exact person? sounds exactly like her. Okay, so um then I guess I'll share the rest of it at this point. Okay. Wow, okay. So So she gives you the big lore dump. And the uh the settlement that you guys uh were told of was uh Lisbon. Lisbon. Does any of us know anything about that area? Um, make a history check with disadvantage. History. Four. Uh, I got a 13. Okay. Got a five. I got a 10. What am I making a history check? Yeah. Disadvantage? Disadvantage, yeah. A six. Yeah, uh, Rowena, you've heard of it um, in passing. It's a uh, slaver trade center. So it's usually like people will bring slaves there from the surface and then mm -hmm. sell them at market to various nobles. Okay. Well, uh, I, I will, will relay that and then suggest that actually a slave market is very good for us because we have people coming in from all over. Uh, who bring news of wherever they're coming from. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So if they have surfaced people, we got to go to the surface. <laughs> Wait, we have to yeah, go to you're the right. surface? Yeah. <laughs> I did That's not. Is that what Greg So we had to surface to find your dragon. Daddy. <laughs> Drow. <laughs> Okay, so I guess we're gonna go shopping. <laughs> oh, awful! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you are you're all rested up. So if you want to start heading out for travel at this point, you're welcome to do so. Um, yeah. You. Uh, is there anything else you want to do? I guess before you leave that area. Uh, I'm good. 
Same. Okay. I think we're good. All right. Uh, you guys take off traveling. Um, heading at a normal pace, a uh, fast, slow. Normal, I think. Unless people have reasons not to want to do that. Okay. And uh, I assume since uh, Roja's back, you're going to let her navigate? Yep. Since she's got knows her way around the underdark and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, since she's the best at it. Why don't you go ahead and make a survival check with advantage for me, Rohan? Twenty-three. Excellent. Um, you're able to uh, follow the map very easily and avoid a number of environmental pitfalls. As you're getting closer to the edge of Aramaicus, there's more frequent um, sinkholes, more frequent areas where there's just gross mold. Um, it's less, there's just as much fungus, but it's less thriving, it's less vibrant, because mm-hmm. you're getting away from sort of the center of the, of the life of this region of the Underdark. Um, and as you're traveling along, uh, you go, you travel for about a day. Uh, you guys are able to camp, get a solid, safe rest in, um, no real troubles. But on the second day, as you're going through, the fungal patches start to become less frequent. And you come to a place where the, the tunnel forks and you're fairly certain that you're going to want to take the the fork to your right to get to the destination you're going to uh, but you do see that that fork is fairly heavily uh, filled with webbing now according to the map if you take the other fork there's a path that'll lead you around that's going to add about two days to your travel Or the webbing. Well, the last time we ran into webbing, it was not awesome. <laughs> so I would recommend doing the extra two days. I can get us double rations, so that's not a big deal. Well, do we know anything about the route we'd be traveling in? Uh, go ahead and make a, a survival check, Roja. With advantage. Nineteen. Um, the route that you would be traveling uh, would take you down through uh, a little outcropping that has some. It, it goes pretty low, so you're going to wind up with uh, possibly running into water. Uh, you also might run into like slimes, oozes, other creatures that would gravitate as low as possible in the underdark. Might be in there. You don't know for sure, but. Based on the based on the geography and the depth that you would be going to, it's a safe bet that you would probably run into something, either a, a, a pond you'd have to swim across, or some oozes or something along those lines. Hey Gamma, do you recognize this area? Uh, nope. They've never been around here. No, no. I do feel like there might be 
something down there with this webbing though. Um, uh, let me take a look here. Uh, um, Be careful. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm just looking with my brain. Um, oh, cool. I, uh, <laughs> I got, I got a brain. I, I use it to look sometimes. Um, uh, yep. Let's see. Just need to look something up real quick. <laughs> I mean, don't we have a, a spider wrangler with us? Webbing equals spiders. It did not help us last time. <laughs> yeah, it did not help us at all last time. I guess only my spiders like me. Right. I mean, Spider Lady and I both fell off a cliff, so. I, I'm not going to yeah. blame the spiders for that. <laughs> I don't have spider powers. He starts uh, going further down the hallway. Nope, don't see nothing, don't hear nothing, don't, there's nothing down there. And he goes down far enough, and then all of a sudden, like, you guys are cut off from communication with him. No, no. Like he's no longer in your mind. Uh, oh my god. We need to go get Gamma. Yeah, let's go get him. <laughs> Alright, so you guys run down the hallway? Well, yeah. run like observantly. <laughs> is, Stealthily. Is anyone yeah. not going down the hallway? I'll go. Alright. I guess we're all going. Zilmas? Alright, yep. Yep. All right, cool. We didn't say no. So you guys all go down that hallway. And um, I need, again, uh, let's go ahead and have Rowena make the group stealth check. That uh, would be just straight, no advantage or disadvantage because of your armor. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you guys are sneaking along pretty good. Um, you rush up the hall and you get probably about 90 feet in and once again you hear him and you know, your, your gamma goes nope still don't see nothing not a thing nowhere oh my gosh here. gamma we couldn't hear you he turns around and goes oh I guess I must have wandered in too far <laughs> sorry about that that's not very good of me um I'd like everyone oh to go ahead and make a perception check, please. Who? Everybody. 13. Okay. 11. 15. Okay. I got a 7. But um, I have a question, a technical question. Sure. Oh, oops. Absolutely. And my thing is, does it have 14 passive perception? Yes. What does that mean? Uh, that means that, generally speaking, if I'm making a stealth check against you, it will be a difficulty equal to your passive perception. Um, oh, okay. There are certain traps and things that you'll notice if you have a certain passive perception, um, which was the no. which. Thank you for reminding me. Does anyone have a passive perception of nineteen or higher? No. Nope. Okay. I don't like that question. All right, excellent. <laughs> So as you guys are all standing there like, oh, Gamma, we were scared, da, da, da. Um, you all hear a voice come from the tunnel above you. And it says in Undercommon, what are you doing in my tunnel? As you all look up, uh, you see a drow man from the waist up holding 
a long sword in his hand. From the waist down, he is a giant spider. Cool. This is what's called. I think I'm in love. <laughs> Can you talk to him? This is, this is what's called a drider, and they are usually created. Um, basically, if if someone falls out of favor with Lolth, they're forced to uh, they get transformed into a drider as punishment, and then they're usually uh, run off to live on their own. They're detested by by drow society. So this guy is like probably like did something bad. Probably did something bad, yeah. Okay. Well, well bad in Lol's eyes. Relatives. <laughs> What's that? Well, I mean, technically, our eyes too. We're still drow. Right, but like, if he did something to fall off of Loth's eyes, he could have done something good that Loth didn't agree with. Oh right. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean he did something bad. Just yeah. Out of taboo. That guy's yeah. he's talking to us. Uh, <laughs> so actually what I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna look down at like my weapons and armor and then at like all the other heavily armed and armored women around me and then back to him and be like, Really? <laughs> You're making your <laughs> you are making your presence known to us. Um, make an intimidation check. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I got a plus four to this. Yeah. Uh, 20. Not natural 20. I rolled a 16. Holy crap. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, this is right. <laughs> he, shrinks, he shrinks back a little bit and says, this is this is my cave, mine. I, I, this is my hunting grounds. Why, 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 why do you come here? You belong in the city. He's, oh, sweetie. He's pretty clearly you know, afraid of you. I actually feel kind of sad for this drider. Apparently, this cave is the only thing he has. Well, we need to get through. So can we tell him, like, the city, our city was destroyed. We're passing through. If you want to tell him that, you're welcome to, yeah. Yeah, let's tell him. Should we use charisma for this? To yeah, make- let's use something. Because I have a lot of that. I mean, do you want, you, do you want to try to, uh, I guess, what would you try to use it for? Like, right now, you're just conveying information. So that doesn't yeah. necessarily, I mean. Yeah, it, I think to let us pass. Convey the information and be like, we need, basically, I, I want to persuade him to just allow us to pass through this. Okay. Um, and I'll give, I'll give you advantage because he's already scared. So uh, if you guys are sort of good cop, bad copping him, that might help. Um, so yeah, go ahead and make a persuasion check. Okay. I got a 21. Okay. He, uh, drops a web out and like slowly comes down to the ground so that he's at eye level. Well, he's at slightly above eye level to all of you. Um, he's probably about mm-hmm. two feet taller than Roja. Oh, wow. Um, and he looks down and he says, I will let you pass, but I, I must know your city. What, what city was destroyed? How? What happened? Did Drow die? I don't want to I tell, tell him. That's going to make him happy. Well, it, it, he's happy. We it know. might not make him happy. Maybe he has friends or family still in Menzabarazin. Yeah, so we, we can tell him Menzabarazin fell. There's demon lord invasion and they... 
slaughtered drow. And we escaped. Yeah, and I, I think it's fine to say and Loth was was not Loth there. Was not there, yeah. And yeah, that's a conversation you guys can have if she's not his favorite, how everyone's feeling yep. right now. He yep. yeah. He starts like at first you can't tell if he's weeping or chuckling. But he's just like rocking. And then it occurs to you that he's kind of doing a bit of both. Does this information please you? He says, I'm really not sure. Gamma says, he's, he's not lying. He's really conflicted right now. He's, he's This guy's having a hard time with this news. Yep, yep, sure is. Let's sneak past him while he's having his crisis. <laughs> yeah, if you guys... I, I, really... Out of all of us, you're the least sneaky. We're going to keep it. <laughs> yeah, Darrow. If you guys want to just start walking off, he's not stopping you. Yeah, let's walk off. Hey, Gamma, why don't you stay close? No, to this guy? To me. Oh, oh we're <laughs> he This way. He flies over. Um, I think I want to say bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, I kind of want to hold his hand. <laughs> I said bye. <laughs> All right. Everybody else is walking. Get there, buddy. <laughs> you guys leave him as he's uh, just sort of inconsolably messed up. Um, I don't feel good about this, you guys. If you want to go I mean, back. He's basically a criminal or a heretic or something. Well, <laughs> we're the two people questioning Lolf in our party. You know, just because I have questions does not mean that I have not abandoned my faith. Did you ask Wolf that? You know, Wolf <laughs> moves in serious ways. We can, we can talk to him. We can. No, we're leaving him. He's fine. We said bye. <laughs> if he wants to follow, he'll follow, guys. Well, Melina, I mean, you're the spider lady. If you want some kind of networking or something, <laughs> it could work out. It could work out. No. Try to score them digits before you leave? There you go. He's got, well, just, he's got 10 and of there's them. There's a my phone number and, like, a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, burn some parchment <laughs> yeah like a piece of parchment with my like digits and then i'll do the little phone thing as i leave like call me <laughs> yeah. well if there's a problem and we have to backtrack it would not be bad for us to be in his favor so it would make sense if you guys want to stop and talk to him you can leave him a little spider guy leave him one of your lucases <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll leave a, a couple of my spiders to comfort him. Okay. There you go. Yes. But that's you want to tell him that so he knows it's not an attack, though? I mean, they're little tiny yeah. spiders. They're, he's not going to be frightened of them. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, they're little, little. And we said bye. If he, he can follow if he wants. But I would like whoever's in the back of our party to kind of keep an eye on it. Because he kind of okay. sounded a little psycho to me. Sure. What's your guys' marching order? I'll take point. What? Rohan, we're right out <laughs> front. Um, I assume Zilmas, are you bringing up the rear? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and make a perception check real quick. Twenty. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, once you guys get probably uh, hundred yards from the spot, you don't see him anymore. You know, you round the corner and go through. You navigate the rest of the webbing. He doesn't appear to be following you. Um, and you continue on your way. Uh, you walk along for probably about another day or so. Um, go ahead, if you don't mind. Um, let's have Rowena give me a d20 check. Five. Five, beautiful. All right, uh, you guys continue on your way. Uh, there's no incident on the next day of travel. You get clear, once you clear that uh, tunnel that the drider was in, uh, you've largely cleared uh, Armaicus at this point. There are no real, you know, fungal constructs around anymore. There's still fungus kind of here and there, but there's no like tunnels made of it anymore. Uh, you're back in the Underdark proper. Um, so as you're traveling along, you guys start to get to the point where, you know, it's like, let's find a place to rest or let's force march. Uh, I assume you're going to continue resting. Um, you all find yourselves a nice little cave to cozy up in. Um, what's going to be your watch order? I can go first. What's that? I'm sorry. Is it like for overnight? People watch yeah. so everyone else can rest. Yeah, I can go first. Okay. What were you saying, sir? I'm indifferent. I'll take whatever watch. All right. So you take the second watch. All right. Um, everyone that's not Roja uh, starts to uh, go into your meditations. Um. Can I do channel divinity and try to see if I connect to Elistray again? You absolutely can spend one of your uses of channel divinity as you begin to rest. Cool. Um, Should I do anything with my crystal? I'll get to you in a moment. Uh, do you want to? You can try to use <laughs> it as like a focal point of your meditation. Me? No, the uh, Akroma, If you wanted to use your crystal as a focal. Oh point. shit! Sorry. Uh, Wait, what? You, you can like focus on that to meditate. Okay. Okay. Um, is anyone else doing anything specific or unusual during their rest? Uh, I'm making extra sure to say my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, you say a quick prayer to Lolf and uh, Rowena, you begin the meditation process and once again, the cool air of the cave fades away, your senses fade away, and you find yourself back in that state of oblivion that is the comfort of a drow trance. Uh, Zelma, are you doing anything unusual during your rest? I don't know what I would do that would be unusual. Okay. You just go ahead and dive in and also find that uh, that sweet oblivion that all draw know during their trance. Um, Akroma. Yes. You're focusing on the crystal. Correct. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a charisma saving throw for me, please. 
Okay, just making sure that means I add five because it says save plus five? Yes. Okay. So I've got a 16. Excellent. Um, you start to go into the, the trance uh, that's you know, common among drow. You start to feel the, the pull of oblivion. And as your senses fade away and you come to um, almost the point where the only thing that's in the presence of your mind is that crystal. And right when you reach that point, the crystal begins to glow for you, not for anyone else. And you see in the darkness, in the distance, in the oblivion behind you, a pair of red eyes open. Your crystal's way creepier than my crystal. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear a voice. What is it? What is it you seek, my child? Who are you? Is this a specific language, by the way? Uh, it's speaking Draconic. Okay. <laughs> but I'm still going to ask, who are you? Who do you think I am? <laughs> I think that you are Oros, the golden dragon who sired me. But I would like a direct answer when I ask you a question. <laughs> Fiery. I, I see you carry the impetuous nature of dragon kind in your blood. Yeah, it's cursed me for a long time now. Curse? You have a gift and you complain. Yeah, well, these past 84 years, it hasn't been quite a gift to my people that I live with the drow. Never seen a dragon, so. Closed-minded, I should have picked a better race. <laughs> what is it you seek? I need to find you. I need to talk to you about, oh crap, what's his name? About Viserin. What questions do you have for him? The questions are for you and what you did with him and why you worked with him. A bargain is a bargain. Well, your bargain costs a lot of lives. Hmm. Small folk, humanoids. What of it? I mean, I personally don't like the drow that much either, but if you're working with someone with such low morals, I have to think you're not as strong as I thought dragons were. Low morals? Morals by the standards of the drow? Morals by the standards of beings who live only hundreds of years? You have a, such a short lifespan. 
I am to be judged by your morals? You're going This is why I don't want to even talk to a father figure, but how do I seek you? How do I find you in person? You wish to meet face to face. I think you owe me that. Fair enough. I would like you to travel north. Past the city of Lisbon. Past Neverlight Grove. You will find a tunnel network marked in draconic runes. There you will find my lair. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask if uh, if we'll be welcome in this area. Welcome? By whom? I'm asking if you're going to injure anyone in my party. I would never hurt my child. Ooh. Make an insight check, please. Okay. Oh, I got 20, but not natural. Excellent. Um, you suddenly are overwhelmed with the sensation that this is not, something is wrong here. This is, this is not the, the mental presence of a dragon. This mind is too small. Oh. There are things that are being said and ways that they're being said that do not make sense with everything you would imagine a dragon to be. You're fairly certain this voice is lying to you. Okay. Did you tell me your name? I have many names. Akromos will suffice for this discussion. Or Oros, I'm sorry, will suffice for this discussion. It's okay. What other names do you go by? There will be time to discuss that in person, child. And the eyes begin to fade away. The crystal light fades. And you're taken by the oblivion of drow sleep. Damn it. (laughs) So, uh, Liahana. Yes. You spent a channel divinity. Yep. Um, You go into your meditation and the entire process of going to oblivion uh, zips by faster than it ever has. It's almost like the blink, like literally blinking your eyes and you see yourself in the clearing you were in before. Okay. The light of the full moon is shining down on you. The nude drow woman stands probably 20 feet from you. Her sword's at her side. 
you prayed to me. I, I did. It's the first of many steps on a very, very long and difficult journey. Are you sure you're up for this? All my life, I've felt like I didn't belong. I am prepared to follow any path that leads me to who I really am. There's so much that you don't know, so much that you can be taught. But my ability to reach you where you are is very limited. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for you to pray to me from there. It's dangerous for you to be here. I, I don't care. I mean... I do. I don't want you to fall to harm before you have a chance at redemption. Anytime you call, my child, I will be here to answer. <clears throat> but take care where you are calling from and what company you are in because you never know who might be watching. At least until you were able to come to my domain and she looks up at the moon. I nod. She says, let me give you something. I reach out and open my hands. She uh, takes your hands and leans in and, and kisses you on your cheek. And it's the warmest, most motherly, most divine feeling of peace washes over you and freedom and broken chains and open possibilities, something you've never felt growing up as a, as a, as a drought. And as she backs away, she pu puts your own hands to your cheeks and fades into the moonlight. The moonlight then fades into darkness and you come out of your trance and you feel something in your hands. Do I look down? I look down to see what it is. You see a small symbol, like a chain with a object probably about the size of a quarter on it. Looks like it's carved in platinum. And it appears to be a full moon with the silhouette of a nude draw woman with blades in mid-dance. And it occurs to you this is the holy symbol of Eliastri. I hide it really quickly in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, better put that somewhere that nobody can see. All right, you uh, yep. <laughs> you hide it. She um, just told me to be careful. <laughs> like, she just was like, be careful who you're with. Don't be obvious about this. Of course I'm going to just hide this shit. Like, <laughs> Right on. Uh, the only person who probably would have a chance at recognizing this, Roja, go ahead and make a perception check, if you don't mind. And... Um, Make a sleight of hand check with advantage for me, if you don't mind. 
Yeah. I got a 19. A what check? Sleight of hand. With advantage? Yes. I got a five. <laughs> All right, you very clearly, Roja, uh, see her pocketing a medallion uh, of platinum. You're not sure what's on it, but you can clearly see her. Like, I ask her, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm totally fine. Peachy. <laughs> Did you have another vision? Uh, uh, <laughs> About that time? I look, I look around up. to see if anybody else is awake. Akroma opens her eyes. Rowena opens her eyes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'll toss her a little wink and go back to my watch. Because <laughs> I feel like I can trust Roja and I could tell her by herself, but I don't trust anybody else. That's okay. That's why you got a wink. <laughs> um, Sweet. All right. Who's, and then Zomas was going to take the second watch, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Zomas, you take your watch. Roja, are you going to go right to sleep? or right to meditation yeah i don't have any cool things to do with mine um well that's not necessarily true uh okay. what are the rest of you doing as as you with the rest of your rest by the way sleeping <laughs> weeping is uh, it? i said sleeping, sleeping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start a book about the histories that i've learned from the stone. Okay, you start writing. That's a good idea. That's awesome. Start writing that down. Excellent. Uh, Raina? Uh, I'm probably just doing like basic equipment maintenance, like making sure my sword is sharp and my armor isn't falling apart and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Roja, you start to go into your trance. And being that you're of half-draw blood, you've had... Um, experiences in trance before uh, dreams sometimes memories of past lives once you even had a memory of your present life which is considered to be sort of among surface elves a coming of age mm -hmm. right? you're not really an adult until you've dreamed about something that's actually happened to you this time it's different as you enter your trance, you see you're standing in a glade, but the glade is more vibrant than any foliage you've ever seen in your life. All the colors are dialed up to 11, and the air smells exceptionally sweet. And the humidity in the air is exceptionally present. Like you can feel it almost resisting against you as you move, but it's not unpleasant. Um, every sensation is just turned up as if somebody turned the volume up on your senses. And you see an elven man um, approaching you from the trees. He's dressed in like a golden blouse and like black leggings. He's adorned with various pieces of jewelry, 
They're all sparkling in the sunlight. And as he steps forward, he says, My child, I'm pleased to see you. Who are you? I don't blame you for recognize, for not recognizing me. It's been so long since those of your blood have been able to gaze upon my visage. Perhaps this will make you more comfortable. And as he steps a little closer, um, the facial features soften, taking on a more feminine aspect. His chest heaves and breasts grow. His hips begin to flourish outward while his waist comes in tighter and he assumes a female form. Does this make you more comfortable? <laughs> who, who, where are we? Arborea. Ah. I've come to visit you, my child, because you are exactly where you need to be, but you must tread very carefully. Carefully how? There are those in your charge who I would welcome home. You, I would welcome home. In time. Who in my party? Hmm? Who in my party? That would be telling, wouldn't it? Mm. What should I watch out for? Dangers. Those loyal to Lolf. Is there anything you can tell me that would help us on our journey? Get to the surface. Hope is waiting for you. Well, that is long overdue. He leans in and, and hugs you. I hope to see you soon. And as Well, she leans in and hugs you. And as she leans back out, she is he again. Says, it's probably best you don't tell anyone about this conversation, at least for now. He winks and you wake up. And I was going to ask him about the moon lady. <laughs> he uh, woke you up before you had a chance. Like it was on your lips as you, yep. as you wake up. Ah, deities. <laughs> And that, ladies, is 10 p.m. We will wrap game there for this week. Unless anyone has any other business they want to attend. Nope. Oh, this was super cool. <laughs> I'm glad you guys had fun. Yeah, I don't think we got into a, like a single combat, did we? No. Nope. There's a lot of character growth, though. I liked it. It's a lot of content. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. And we get to go. Yeah, and you. Time. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. I'm good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you ladies all enjoyed it. Uh, is there anything else that Zilmus needed to do before crashing out? Before we call it anything else that Akroma needed to do before we call it a night? I don't think so. Excellent. Well, ladies, um, we're gonna go ahead and let you level. Woo! Yay! As we have reached a major milestone, as the plot is beginning to thicken. Um, 
those of you who are listening at home, I just want to remind you that you can uh, subscribe to the uh, Twitch channel. If you've got Amazon Prime, you can do it for free. Uh, your subs help us out immensely. Uh, you can also get uh, behind-the-scenes info um, and early access to, to some media at uh, patreon.com forward slash Travis Leg. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to like, uh, comment, share, and subscribe. Uh, real quick, I want to do a round and see if anybody's got anything that they would like to promote. Uh, let's start off with uh, Mylena, obviously Flappy Cop, but where are you at right now? Right now, I'm in Florida. I just wrapped up uh, Megacon Orlando, and it was a really fun show. And uh, yeah, so in Motor City two weeks ago, um, Dan Doherty and Seth Demus and Jay Fosgit were there. And that's when we launched Floppy Cop, which is a comic about a spineless cop. Uh, he is literally spineless. I think the tagline is, you don't need to have a spine, have balls. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I, and it's a really fun comic. You should check it out. Um, do you guys have any I know you can get up? it. Yeah, um, I have Anime Midwest is the next one in Chicago. That's June 7th. Okay. Or July, sorry, July 7th. Yep, and that's the next one. But yeah, I'm sure you can get it online from Dan uh, on Beardo.com. So yeah. Beautiful. And uh, make sure you send me the, that link on Facebook, and I'll put it in the description of the video. Oh, yeah, awesome. Cool. All right, uh, Rachel. Thank you. Well, thank uh, you. you have a bunch to yeah. promote since last time we've been on. Right? Yeah. Like uh, so uh, I, do, I do some work for uh, at Storytellers Vault which is the community content program for White Wolf. Uh, right now it is uh, Vampire the Masquerade uh, is pretty much the only content that they have up there, but they are releasing Werewolf next month. Uh, they just recently released LARP, which is great. Uh, and I have two things up. One is a guide to vampire etiquette. And then the other one is uh, a set of games that you can play while you play games, pretty much. Which is awesome. Like, conceptually, I love that. Um, and it's a good way, I think it's a good way to, because um, sometimes you go to a LARP, especially if you're at a LARP with a lot of people, um, uh -huh. you might find yourself needing something that can keep you in character and entertained while you're waiting for everyone to finish their side scenes and stuff. So I think that's kind of a neat Concept. Oh, totally. That's that's pretty much what inspired me to write them. Uh, it is a game of questions and a game of philosophy. Uh, but for those of you who are familiar with Vampire the Masquerade, what they really are is uh, a game of reveal your personal information to other vampires uh, and a game of bait another vampire into heresy. Nice. Love it. Love it. And those are both on the Storyteller's Vault right now. And uh, Yes. Please, uh, please make sure Elysium Games... Uh, I'm sorry? I was just going to say, please make sure I get those links. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the titles are Elysium Games and Grace of the Damned. Beautiful, beautiful. Cool. Well, yeah, and definitely go check those out. And uh, check out everything on the Storytellers Vault. I can't talk highly enough about how awesome that place is. There's a lot of just really cool content being cranked out there. So if you're into Vampire the Masquerade at all, I highly recommend heading to StorytellersVault.com and just buying up everything. Um, 
Yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff. There's there's a lot of neat stuff up there. All right, um, Raz, anything you'd like to promote? Just join the Air Force. Excellent. Or support us. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> high fives. Air Force loves high fives, guys. Right on. Good to know. Because it's up in the air. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> right? Perfect. I'm almost as quick as Gamma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're friends. Congratulations. And uh, Sarah, anything that you would like to share with the class? Um, just subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I just hit 100 subscribers. Yay! Woohoo! Congratulations! Hey. And you've been doing write-ins on Fridays, right? Is that right. the is that the new Friday jam? Yeah, that's what I'm doing on Fridays. Is write-ins. So that's Fridays, 7 p.m. Central till yes. 9 p.m. Central. Usually. Yeah. So if you head over to Sarah's uh, YouTube channel, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central, uh, they do write-ins and they have like writing exercises and prompts and stuff, right? Yeah. And you're not charging a penny for that. No, but I don't charge for that. <laughs> There's a whole inside joke about that that I'll mm. tell you guys. Yeah. Uh, okay. Having said that, then Tori, what do you got coming up? You got any con appearances? You got any? Uh, um. Any yeah, I'm stuff? not really doing cons that much anymore, uh, just because I'm really focusing on acting. But I do do figure modeling still, and <laughs> I do do. Um, <laughs> I'm doing uh, the first ever Chicago costume figure modeling session in honor of Deadpool Two. Me and my friend Rob Fury are doing Deadpool and Domino. Um, yeah, and any artists in the area, if you get back from Florida, uh, <laughs> I have two free tickets for people, but also it's um, free booze, so you got to love that. So you, you pay. When is this? This is tomorrow night. Damn. I know. You share with your friends. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're doing like a two-hour drink and draw at Chicago Costume near DePaul University, downtown Chicago, off of Fullerton. Nice. And yeah, nice. you pay $15, get in, get a quick art lesson, and drink all the beer you'd like. Um, and then after that, uh, I'm just launching a new comedy troupe that uh, a few people uh, – are involved in. I, I don't want to say too much about it because it hasn't launched yet, but our first episode should be coming out in the first weeks of June. Excellent. So when we're back here in two weeks, we should have a link, right? Yes. Sweet. I look forward to seeing that. I, I know a little bit about it and I'm excited. So um, yeah. that'd be fun. All right. Um, well, unless there's anything else, ladies, let's go ahead and wrap this up for the night. I am going to uh, if you're listening live, please do stick around. Uh, I'm going to throw that episode up that we had some uh, difficulties with earlier uh, just to give you guys a chance to check it out. Uh, it's episode 3.5. It was the uh, solo side quest with uh, Roja and Chroma where they got a lot of that lore um, that we discussed sort of briefly during this episode. really gets delved into there. So um, thank you guys for watching. Please subscribe. And we will see you soon. And we'll be back on in a few minutes with the next episode. And then we'll see you in two weeks from tonight for uh, episode five. I'm excited.